Let me tell you today about Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, or you can record it on another device or platform and transfer it to Anchor. It will distribute your podcast for you through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast right in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome in to the Five Tool Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Here again with uh, another week, another great set of topics to get into. I'm here with Art Tornabeni. Again, you can follow him at Art underscore T underscore Z. What's going on? Have you washed your hands yet today? How many times? I have washed them a lot, but I've, if I'm being honest, I have not washed them 20 seconds which is supposed to be the recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you need moisturizer afterwards. Do you wash yeah. your hands for the full 20 seconds? Uh, I count to 20. It's probably not 20 full seconds. It's probably like 16 seconds, something like that. I probably don't get to 20. And we also have Eric Mendelson. You can follow him at E underscore men underscore D. What's going on? What's up, guys? Another week, another, uh, another, injury to a pitcher eric's getting ahead of us here um we do have a lot of stuff to discuss I, I, but i feel like it does happen every week. yeah it's like it wants to give us more content for the show that's the reason it happened um injuries um again we have the the coronavirus and some news affecting baseball uh we're going to do our starting pitcher uh rankings and previews um, and then we're going to do our question of the week and our game. So we got a full slate for you. Um, you guys ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's start with our uh, news. All right. So our first bit of news we have is it came out Justin Verlander is going to need groin surgery, so he's going to be out the next six weeks. This, along with his previous lat injury. Um, Eric, does this affect your perception of Justin Verlander as much as you'd wanting to draft him, or does this not change anything for you? This doesn't change anything for me because this isn't with his pitching arm. I don't think we're going to have baseball for a while, so something like a groin I feel like is easier for him, for him to rest. And if he can do that, you know, he's still a pretty good pitcher. Art, what do you think? I think Justin Verlander has the best mechanics out of any pitcher in baseball. At least that's what everyone who knows it really well says. And I listen to them. Uh, But I'm a little bit concerned with him right now. He's going a little bit too high in the draft. If uh, If he's going in the top 20 or so, I'm not going to pick him there right now um if the the season starts and he's 
already been healthy, if it's June and July, um, that that could change. Right now, I'm not comfortable with him. This is a this is the second injury this off season, and uh, he's been a workhorse for a long time. But I uh, I'm a little bit concerned with him this season. I mean, he's 37 years old, and he just had two pretty big injuries close to each other. So even if he comes back and they're healed, you have to wonder if he's starting to break down at this point. Um, are you are are you taking Justin Verlander in the first two rounds of your draft? Um, if if I'm picking really high in the first round, if I'm picking first or second, and Verlander's what about, there, what about third? The position you have in the actual draft. Um, it'd be hard to pass up Verlander at the second round pick because he could be the best pitcher in baseball again, like he was last season. So getting him there gets you like a potential high first round draft pick at the end of the second round. Eric, what about same question for you? Probably just because of how scarce pitchers are. I think I I couldn't let him slip past the second round as well, assuming that there's no new injuries that pop up. Um, Next bit of news. Chris Sale uh, has been recommended to undergo Tommy John surgery. So he will be going, uh, undergoing Tommy John surgery. Um, Eric wants to take a victory lap, but he called Chris Sale getting hurt every week. So we're not going to give that. But I knew it was going to happen. Does this change any way that you're going to draft any Boston Red Sox pitchers? Does this elevate someone like an Eduardo Rodriguez? Um, because now that he's could probably be the ace of the staff all year, um, or are you fading more away from any Red Sox pitching, Eric? Uh, I thought Eduardo Rodriguez was a sleeper, um, but I, I don't like paying too much for him. I, I think that offense takes a little bit of a hit this year. Uh, they got some good hitting teams in the division, so I would just kind of fade him, even though the O's are kind of sus. They have occasional games where they can hit well. Uh, Art, what do you think? I'm going to be looking to see what they do with Colin McHugh now. Maybe Colin McHugh gets a role in the rotation instead of being like a long relief role. He's a guy who I'll probably won't draft, but I will be looking to stream against soft, soft opponents early in the season because uh, he's a he, he has the stuff to be a really good pitcher. So McHugh is someone... I think might get a chance because of this. That's a good point. Uh, he has that um, high strikeout upside, and he has that high spin rate that a lot of teams are looking for. So uh, a kind of a good late round or undrafted target to look at. I think it's a good point, Art. Um, last, uh, last bit of news here. Two Yankee minor leaguers tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. Um, some Cincinnati Red staffs uh, members also were affected as well. Um, basically, uh, Art, I'll start with you. Um, in your gut feeling, when do you think this season is going to get underway? Um, in my gut, I think it won't happen before the All-Star break. Um, they're going to have to have some sort of a camp leading up 
and the camp might not be able to start till June. I, I, I don't know. I'm not hopeful that it's going to be um, I, that we're going to get we're not going to have at least two months off. I think at least two months off. Eric, what do you think? If I'm being honest, I don't think they're going to have a season. Really? Yeah, based on on how how fast this th- this thing is spreading. I mean, even if they don't play it in front of fans, uh, can you imagine people making contact in, in clubhouses and things like that? I feel like that's just such against what they're advising people to do. I think they canceled this season. Oh, hope you're wrong, I hope Eric, I am but that too. would be that would be very depressing. I hope I am too. Um. Well, I I do think um, I'm a little bit more closer to Art's side. I think um, they're going to want to have a season at some point. I think maybe they'll go the route of no fans. Um, but um, I think I read somewhere that it, the virus isn't supposed to peak for about another month and a half. So, um, again, maybe you assume that we're, um, you know, in sometime in around May. So maybe by July, um, maybe if things start trending in the better direction at that point, we're able to start getting somewhat back to sports by late June, early July. Um, but I guess at this point, that's wishful thinking. So we'll see. Uh, it's definitely going to be a major uh, story as we keep producing podcasts each week, just updates with the virus. I mean, we may even be in lockdown by the next podcast. You never know. Yeah. Um, it's being contemplated in Chicago right now. You can only go to the grocery store, to the laundromat, things of that. And uh, I don't know. That's that's scary. That's crazy. I think uh, San Francisco is already in lockdown, if I'm not mistaken. I think they you're are. right. Yeah, I heard that too. Um, I mean, we'll just Maryland have to produce even more content. Yeah, I mean, we'll do two pods a week at that point. Mock drafts galore. I've been calling <laughs> for it. The fans are clamoring. Art's giving a teaser for future pods. Um, all right. We're going to move into our main part of the show. We're going to talk about our starting pitcher rankings. Looking at starting pitchers here, uh, this is what everybody loves to talk about. So when prepping up for the show, we decided that not only are we going to give you one bust, breakout, and sleeper, we're going to give you three each just to help you here uh, looking at guys you should try to target, avoid. Uh, we want to make sure that we give you everything you'll need for your starting pitching, especially it's, I think it's a little thinner this year than it usually is. Um, pitchers are dropping like flies. Yeah, the talent ain't there. Uh, so we are first going to look at some sleepers. All right. So, Eric, I want you to give me your three sleepers. All right. My three sleepers based on draft position. Frankie Montas. Damn you. I, I mean, with three, you knew it was a matter. We're, we're probably all going to have one that overlaps with the other. Okay. Um, my second one is Kyle Hendricks. I think he's he's cute. He's, he's nothing too fancy. He, he'll get you a consistent 10 to 12. 
You know, that with the occasional 30, the occasional negative 11. And then if the season gets pushed back, I think James Paxton, he's the 73rd ranked pitcher. Um, I, I think if, if his timeline holds and, you know, if we're being optimistic about when baseball starts, he'll be ready to go. All right, Art, give me your three sleepers. So I decided to say that sleepers were guys who could give you a top 10, top 15, top 20 pitcher season, but we're going way later. Mm-hmm. So I like Mike fulton a lot as a sleeper. He's going, <clears throat> he's going really late. Uh, ESPN, he's going past pick 200. <clears throat> but I think that uh, he was very good in 2018. He finished last season strong. He's looking he, – he looked great. And if he's going to be falling that far, I'm picking him up. I think he could be a top 15 or 20 pitcher. David Price, a guy I talked about a few weeks ago, <clears throat> is beneficiary of the of the Mookie Betts trade. Uh, they say his – his velocity was up in spring training. Uh, he was – I don't think he ever liked playing in Boston. So I think you might see a little bit better David Price as well, and he's going really late. So I like him a lot. Um, <clears throat> and Corey Kluber, I'm just going to say Corey Kluber because he's going like pick 70 – between pick 75 and pick 100. And – or later. I mean, we have we have no evidence that Corey Kluber is going to suck. I mean, he was he was a, he was poor when he started off last season, but he got injured and it wasn't like an arm injury. We have no evidence that he sucks, I and mean, he's going way late. Uh, I like Corey Kluber as another sleeper. Did Eric take any of the original ones you had, Art, or was those those your three original? I wrote down a bunch of them. Okay, I wrote good. down five. That's, Nerd. That's a prepped, that's a prepped, <laughs> a prepped member right there. You've got wait, wait. me. Get the life, nerd. <laughs> I was waiting for Art's first uh, stat reference, but we'll use it there. Um, okay. Uh, first one I have on here is some guy that I never thought I would ever talk about drafting. Um but Noah Syndergaard, uh, I think after last year, he's going to kind of scare people off, and he always has that injury risk. But instead of the top uh, 10 to 12 pitcher that he usually goes for, he's actually dropped all the way down to the 23rd-ranked starting pitcher, according to ESPN. Um, I think he had um, he was working on some mechanics in, his off, in the offseason, and he seems healthy. I think there's a lot less pressure on him. And part of me thinks that now that he's kind of being undervalued, that this could be the season he bounces back. So I'm looking at him um, as someone who, again, could be the uh, third guy in your pitching staff and could give you uh, number one production. Yeah, I did not um, ever think I would hear you say Noah Zindergaard. He was one of the few guys that I will always say, like, I'll never draft. But since he's fallen a lot more this year, um, he is someone that I actually am looking at. And he's going behind guys like, Tyler Glass now and Brandon Woodruff, guys that. Oh yeah, that's just disrespect. That's disrespect right there. Yeah, yeah. So I think at the value he is now, if he does get injured or he doesn't do as well, um, then it, you're not 
putting as much capital into him as you would if you were taking him like a second round pick like he has gone in the past. Um, another guy, again, I never thought I would say his name again either um, after how much pain he put me through two years ago. Uh, Robbie Ray. Um, this guy, uh, I've been listening to uh, a lot of experts talking about Robbie Ray and how he had um, he worked on his pitching mechanics and he actually worked with Zach Greinke um, a little bit um, before he was traded to Houston um, towards the end of his tenure. And he taught him how to be a lot more uh, closer to the strike zone. And I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I believe Robbie Ray in spring training had only one walk in all his starts. Um, walks had plagued him his whole career. He's had strikeout stuff, um, but he's learning um, how to pitch more into the zone and it was allowing him to go deeper into his starts. So I think if Robbie Ray keeps up his accuracy and he goes deeper into games, he's going as the 42nd ranked starting pitcher right now. He's going behind David Price and Kyle Hendricks. Um, he has that ace type of upside if he has a little bit better control. Um, and then my last one I have, um, I have Eric Frankie Montas. Like you said, um, he was doing amazing before the PED suspension. And then people will forget when he came back that he actually was still putting up the same type of production. 32nd ranked starting pitcher um, could be the ace of that staff to start out the year. Great value. Go get Frankie Montas. All right. Now we're going to go into a less pleasant subject. We're going to go into our busts. So Art, why don't you kick off our busts? Uh, I think it's fair. We can do one bust at a time. Why don't we do that? Like I do one, then you do one, then Eric does one. That way I'm not stealing everyone's busts by my three because I feel like everyone knows it. The biggest bust potential is Jack Flaherty. He had a really great second half last year, but they're drafting, everyone's drafting him like he's going to be pitching like almost that good. Uh, this year, they're drafting him as a top ten starting pitcher. I'm not convinced he's going to be that uh, if he if he falls off uh, because it's because his one great pitch is not performing as well as it did for a half of a season last year. He's 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 not a diversified pitcher. He doesn't have a bunch of different offerings, so uh, he could uh, drop down. And you're drafting him as the fifth or sixth or seventh starting pitcher. He could be a 35th best pitcher this year. All right, Eric, who's your um, first bust? I hate, it, I hate to say it, and especially because I'm a Nats fan, but where his draft position is is Max Scherzer. Um, it's like you read my notes before the show. We hang out too often. Uh, I, I think for him, where you draft him, you expect him to go an entire season. And I don't think he's that type of guy that that will go seven innings plus consistently. I think he at some point he'll get injured or, you know, maybe he has a a pitch count or or an innings count this um, year. But for being the 20th overall player, it's just too high for me. Okay. Um, First one I'll talk about then is uh, a guy that I benefited from last year. Um, but I'm not quite sure I'm sold on him. Um, and that is Lucas Giolito. Um, I've, I'm pretty sure he was probably on both your guys' lists. Yeah. Um, 
Oh wow! Okay. No, no, I like I like Giolito as well. Oh wow! You're on yeah, yeah. On this one. You know, I guess, we differ. You know, it's weird. Some, you help someone out and then they turn their back. <laughs> I, I mean, he was definitely the man. But having him on my team, I saw firsthand when he was going against elite offenses. He had that one amazing start against the Astros. But if you look for the most part, a lot of his starts against the Twins, his starts against the Red Sox, um, these better offenses, he was very, very, very average. Um, he was feasting on the Royals and feasting on the Tigers and these lesser teams. He was getting, you know, six innings, one earned run in 10 Ks. Um, I'm one of those guys. I'm a very big. I saw it one year. I need to see it again before I invest heavily into someone. Um, unless I really think their stuff is unbelievable. And I think he definitely showed some stuff last year, but I'm not comfortable taking him where he's going. Um, so I will be staying away from Lucas Giolito. Um, all right, Art, give us your next one. My next uh, pitcher bust is Shohei Otani. That's an easy uh, one. It's an easy one, but it needs to be said. It needs to be put out there. He might not pitch at all. Um, he, even if he's if he's coming, like the, the late season is going to help him because he's still recovering. May is when he was scheduled to be ready to throw. But uh, I feel like Otani is someone who people still have like ace belief in, and like he might have ace type stuff, but he might be a guy who pitches once a week and or not at all, or like in like four inning stints, you know. Uh, so I think he's a guy who people are overvaluing, expecting great things that, you know, are really unlikely to happen. Okay. Eric, who's your next one? My next one is Blake Snell. And it's, it's tough because I want to like him. And I feel like I, I liked him when, you know, he, I like, I knew who he was before he got really good, but he's had some, some fluke injuries. Some people are just like that. And one of the alarming things last year is when he got rocked for like nine runs, I think, against the Twins, he was like, I felt confident in my stuff. Like, this is the best stuff I've ever been throwing. So if he's confident and he's still getting hit around, that's where he's being drafted is a little too high for me. Okay. My next one I have is uh, Brandon Woodruff. I know I touched on him. You had him um, last year, too. Yeah, I'm I'm speaking from experience of watching these guys pitch because they're on my team. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, uh, he's been compared in a lot of fantasy circles to Matt Harvey um, and that he has a fastball that doesn't have a ton of movement, but he's got the velocity that's kind of blowing away hitters and that if he loses a tick or two off his velocity, that he's going to be very hittable. So especially you couple that with, um, that he was hurt last year. He hasn't had a uh, full season experience. I, I'm not, again, he's one of those guys that's creeping up the rankings. And again, if you lower him down there, maybe I'm more invested. Um, but he's pitching in a hitter's park. Um, and again, he's pretty much excels with just one pitch. Um, I'm going to probably be staying away from Brandon Woodruff. Um, okay, Art, give us your last one. Uh, let's see my, okay. Steven Strasburg is my last bust. <clears throat> that makes two nationals on this list. Watch out. Austin Voss is next. Um, um, Steven Strasburg is getting 
drafted off of last season's uh, the best year of his career, his healthiest year of his career. Um, he had it right before his contract was up. He got himself a huge extension. I don't know. I mean, he had he might have had one of those great contract years that they earned him that contract, and maybe he goes back to getting injured again or, or, or not being able to put in the time and push himself. He's getting drafted like a guy who's going to pitch 200 innings. I think he might pitch more close to 270. They're going to be great when he goes, but he's, going to, he's not going to give you the volume that you're expecting from him at that high draft point. I, I'm going to stay away from him. Uh, if he falls around, I'm snatching him. All right, Eric, who's yours? Uh, I feel like this is somewhat of an easy one, too, but you, Darvish. Uh, oh, I disagree. Oh, you disagree? Majorly disagree. Oh, major. Oh, wow. This, this, I like it. I like it. Good Good for us to have some disagreement. Uh, he's 33. His first home win with the Cubs came in last July. Went over a year without doing that. I think he has some really good starts, and he, he'll have, you know, consistent two, three good starts. And because of his name, you're like, okay, I'll pick him up. But finished with a 3.980 RA last year. With six and eight, I don't think the Cubs are going to give him as much run support. Tough division. Um, I'd be interested to hear why you like him. Guess how many walks he had in his last seven starts? Four. One. That's a good stretch. And he also, they said during that point that he had, he changed his release point on his fastball which allowed him to throw more strikes. And then his off-speed stuff, he could sell going out of the zone. Um, his ERA was under three the second half of the year. I think he did kind of have a turning point and kind of found something that was wrong with his mechanics. With one walk and seven starts, I think that, to me, is enough of a sample size to say that someone's definitely made some adjustments. Um, and with that high strikeout upside, the 19th-ranked starting pitcher, I'll take him over Lucas Giolito or uh, Aaron Nola. Um, I, I like you, Darvish, a lot, actually. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about me taking him. Good, good. Uh, okay, my last bust. Eric took my Max Scherzer pick. Um, so the other one I'll have there is Tyler Glass now. Um, he's one of, the, again, those pitchers that's creeping up, even though he didn't play all of last year. He threw one pitch, a rising fastball. Again, blowing away hitters with his uh, velocity. Did not have a consistent second pitch to go to. His breaking stuff was not consistent. Um, they said he's been working on a splitter uh, this offseason. But, again, he's working on a second pitch. Um, I just I think the more and more he's out there, I think at some point hitters were going to catch up with him with the one pitch that he was excelling with. Um, even though in today's day and age, the rising fastball is a very effective pitch. I just coming off of all the injuries he had last year, um, doesn't have a good breaking ball. Um, again, I'll let someone else take him and, you know, if he's good, then I'll just gladly miss out on that. David trashing all people you had last year. You was over a course of two teams though. I didn't have the last now on my championship squad. I have I have a lot of reservations about Glass now as well. I don't know how much he's going to pitch. Uh, he's he's been injured at the major league level both both years. He's been up. Um, I so I I I also have concerns about his pitches. He's been good since he's been in Tampa Bay. 
But is he going to give you the volume that you expect as a starting pitcher? Or is it going to be someone you're wondering whether you should drop because he's been on your DL for a month? God, that was awful last year. He was on the IL for like three months. Yeah. If we're going to trash Tyler Glass now, let's at least say he has a good-looking fantasy pick. It's oh, a very course. nice – is it a very nice 69? It's, it's a very confident smile, and I, I feel like that, that bodes well for drafting people. And that's Eric's draft strategy. It is. Um, okay, let's move into our last part. We're going to go to breakouts. So, Eric, I'll start with you. Give me your first breakout. Uh, so, I really think this guy, this is going to be his breakout year. I think Walker Bueller uh, – it's funny. He's the fifth uh, likely pitcher to get the Cy Young in the NL, and he's on arguably the best offense, pitching in a pretty weak division. Um, you know, he he had like two games last year where he threw a shutout without walking anyone. Uh, I think he's just going to be a stud this year. Okay, I, I'm a big Walker Bueller fan as well. I like him a lot. Uh, Art, give us your first breakout. My top breakout is uh, Chris Paddock. I think Chris Paddock is going to start to deliver that 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 ace type season. He's going to give you that Steven Strasburg season that I just said, 170 innings of great pitching, and he's giving it to you two to three rounds later, maybe four if you're lucky. Um, I think Chris Paddock is my my big first big breakout this year. I like Chris Paddock a lot. There's someone that was on my teams that I like, Eric. He had a good pitching season last year. Stop bragging. <laughs> <laughs> I love that pick because I remember after I took him in our draft, I think it's one of the few times I've seen Art like really pissed off. Like Usually he's like, oh, man, I wanted him. But to be fair, like, Art, I had him on my list. But when you took Matt Strom, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I have him on my list. And that made me go swipe him. Matt Strom was great again in relief. Oh, man, I was so tantalized by him. I thought he had shown that he was going to be great. Uh, he had he had four. All of his pitches were above above plus pitch value. Uh, going into last season as a starter, I thought this guy is going to be this guy's going to be a cheap, cheap good starter. Uh, flamed out so fast. He's like a Corbin Burns. Oh, he was just like Corbin Burns, just like Corbin Burns. Um, my first guy is this is not a name that's unique. I, I've heard every single fantasy expert talk about this guy. Um, this guy was someone that. The more I hear about him, the more I'm going to make sure I, I get him no matter where I have to reach for him. Uh, Zach Gallen. Um, this guy, uh, from everything I hear, first he pitched in the PCL, which was the biggest hitters league. Do you guys know the average ERA for a pitcher in the PCL? No idea. None. 5.5. That was the average starting pitcher ERA in that league. And this is a triple A, triple A league. Um, so he had a under two ERA in that league. I think it was like one point seven. 
Um, he throws four pitches that are graded as above average uh, in his pitching arsenal. He pitched between the minors and the majors 200 innings last year, so you know he's got a durable pitcher. His velocity could get a little higher. I think he tops out about 93, 94. Um, but he mixes his pitches up very well. Um, I He is my Chris Paddock of this year, someone that's going to um, like just be like, holy crap, he's a top 10 starting pitcher. Um, don't know if he'll finish the year as a top 10, but I think he can definitely um, finish the year as a top 20 and give you top 10 production for a lot of the year. Uh, he has very good control. Historically, I know he had a bad stretch last year, but he usually was, I think, um, his walk rate was, um, I believe it was only a couple per nine. It wasn't bad. Um, again, I, I am not the first to say this. He's been, I think, the biggest talked about pitcher in fantasy circles that I've heard. Um, Zach Gallon is, I think, going to be that dude this year. Yeah, wide awake sleeper, Zach Gallon. Um, Eric, goes your next. All one. right, my next. Wait, is it Art's turn? Oh, uh, yeah, I think I started did, with did. you. Uh, my next one is Dylan Bundy. I think he's a pitcher that has shown that he has good stuff, and he's in a tough division. And I think psychologically, when you know that you're not going to get a lot of run support or that you have a bad bullpen, you might pitch worse. But I think you know, fresh setting, have Rendon and Trout give you some run support. Uh, for where he's being valued at right now, I think he's a steal. I, I, I don't like think Bundy a lot. That's a good pick. Uh, Art, who's yours? Next. I, oh, I, I think I'm going to go with my deep, deep one next, just because I like him. I really like Adrian Hauser with Milwaukee. He pitched uh, 111 innings last season. Average nine and a half Ks per nine and under three walks per nine. That's three to one. But my favorite thing about him is that he's a ground ball pitcher. He induced over 53% ground balls in an era where there's a lot of home runs and in a ballpark that induces home runs in Milwaukee. Him with that high ground ball rate is really good. He's going really late. My big concern about him is that last year's 111 innings is the most innings he's ever pitched in a major in, in a professional ball. Uh, he's 27. He's not like a young guy. But like, so my question, how much are we going to get from him? I think they're going to be great innings when he pitches or, or very good innings when he pitches. But he might only give you 150. But I like uh, Hauser to come out and show that he's a really good starting pitcher. So it, I do like Adrian Hauser. It, it doesn't bother you at all that he's thrown up twice on the mound. <laughs> How do you, I didn't how do you know. Remember I, did, that I didn't know. Yeah, that. remember he's the pitcher that. that like he wasn't feeling well, and like the the trainer comes out and just goes to the side and yaks. Eric's the place to go for the most pointless information. Yeah. That that's from that's like he's like an NFL draft person. Have you ever thrown up on the mound? Like he's he'd be the perfect person in that room to ask to ask the NFL draftees all the questions at the combine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my next one, uh, I'm going to go deep, deep at the end, but my next one, uh, Justice Sheffield, um, the former prospect for the Yankees that got traded to Seattle, um, in spring training, um, he had actually, uh, stopped throwing his four seam fastball and went strictly two seamer and sinker. 
And since he switched to that, he had under two ERA and was averaging uh, double-digit strikeouts per nine. Um, he's pitching uh, in one of the best ballparks for pitchers in the majors. And it's not like he has people going to take his spot. There's not a lot of pitchers for Seattle that are uh, qualified to fit their starting five. So I think he has good job security. Um, I think he's one of those guys you could get very late and not have to invest a lot in. And just some adjustments like that can be the difference between someone that's irrelevant to someone that's a very useful uh, five in your five starting pitcher rotation. Yeah, I, I like him too. Uh, Eric, give us your last one. Okay, my last one is Aaron Savale from the Indians. Uh, I think, you know, now that Corey Kluber is gone, I think he's an unquestioned starter. Uh, he's going pretty late in the drafts. Uh, he's the 66th ranked pitcher on ESPN. Went three and four with a 2.34 ERA last year. 1.04 whip. Gets to face the Tigers and uh, Royals a bunch. Uh, for where he's ranked, I think he's a solid, solid breakout. All right, Art, give us your last one. So, breakouts is where I had Montas at first. Uh, so, I'm not going to go with him. He's been uh, he's been praised on this podcast enough. We're going to be fighting for Frankie Montas, obviously, in our draft. <laughs> um, I think the person who I – I think is going to have a good season. His first season getting significant starting experience in Major League Baseball is Julio Urias of the Dodgers. I hope he gets a lot of starts. They have a lot of pitchers there, but I think he's one of the five best on their staff, and he should get a starting rotation spot. He's only projected to get about 23, 23 to 25 starts at most. I think he's a guy who uh, could – if he hits 30 starts, could be a great pitcher this year. I don't disagree with that at all. Um, okay, so I'm like the kid on Christmas that has all these guys that I want to share. Um, oh, pot. But give, give them to us. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, I will share one here. Uh, Michael Kopech, the former top five starting uh, – top five prospect in baseball, averages 98 miles an hour on his fastball. Um, touches 101. Um, watch one of his at-bats uh, from him this spring and watch how he pitches. I believe it was against the Rangers and um, Nick Solak this uh, spring training. He just blew him away. In his He had a, uh, a breaking pitch to boot. Um, this is a guy that, again, he's going 97th. Um, he, I would not be surprised if he's the number two or three behind Giolito. Um, and I guess if they have, you know, some, uh, whether it's, um, uh, uh, Lan- or whatever his name is, I can't think of, uh, the, the bearded dude, um, Dallas Keuchel, Dallas Keuchel. they have Dallas Keuchel up there, but I think Ray Michael Kopech, um, yeah. Michael Kopech is a big, big, big sleeper. He has the velocity, he has the breaking stuff. Um, and he worked on his control a lot. So I think he's someone that's very, very valuable. Late I was thinking about saying him. I mean, remember, Kopech Day was a real thing. Yeah, and I, I'll give you guys one more just because I'm in a giving mood right now. Um, Generous. Someone who I know you guys know about already, but I'm going to share with the audience, Josh James for the Astros. Um, this is a guy that, 
his strikeout rate is, I believe, double digits per nine. Eric, I know you know how well he was last year because you picked him up consistently. Yeah. yeah. Um, he he is right now the inside track to get the fifth spot in the Astros rotation from everything I've been reading. Um, and again, there's not a lot of great options now that now that they lost uh, Garrett Cole and they lost Wade Miley, so they need other guys to step up. I think he's one of those guys that could be a five innings, you know, two, three earned runs and eight or nine Ks and give you really good production. He's not even right now starting pitcher eligible. So he's one of those relievers that could give you just amazing production when he starts. Yeah, I like Josh. Yeah, he, he did me well last year. See, unlike you, I praise people that played on my team. <laughs> Fair enough. It's all right. I, I just know them well enough that's like I thank them for their service and I move on. You know, you, you play your favorites, David. You're you're a tough I do I do have my you're favorites. a tough person to please. And it's funny because I'm still a sucker for Joey Lucchese. Yeah. Um all right, so that's our starting pitchers. Again, there's many, many, many more, but those are just some guys just to get you started. Um all right, uh, let's move on to our question of the week. All right, Shin. In the last decade, what has been the worst trade in Major League Baseball? So, Art, I'm going to start with you. Give us your worst trade in the last 10 years. In terms of talent... It's the Mookie Betts Ooh, trade to wow, Los Angeles. Wow. You're going recent. I think that's the most lopsided talent trade of the last 10 years. Just catastrophically lopsided. Um, I do think it uh, – I think it's a bad trade. I'll, I have one here that I'll be interested if you guys knew this existed. Go ahead, Eric. What's your uh, – I want to go last because I have a few written down. I have two. I wanted to share both. Okay. One of them. One of them I called early on. The other one I had no idea existed. Um, I know this is cheating because I'm only supposed to give you one. But anyway, the first one in 2012, the Blue Jays were looking for a top of the rotation pitcher. R. A. Dickey was coming off of a Cy Young. Oh my season, god! Thirty-seven years old. The knuckleballer pitched four seasons uh, in Toronto with a 4.05 ERA. So, he, uh, what was involved in that trade was the current Mets starting pitcher, Noah Syndergaard. So, they traded the uh, Blue Jays traded Noah Syndergaard for R.A. Dickey. Needless to say, R.A. Dickey flamed out right after that trade was out of the league within a few Oh, years. David, I remember you and I were talking about how much we hated that trade when it that, that's one of, I, I take I'm sure a lot of people agreed, but we both said that was the stupidest trade and that the Mets were incredibly smart to take advantage of his best season to get someone like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, Eric, what's yours and then I'll read the last one that I'm sure you guys didn't know existed. All right. Uh this one, I, I just looked, and I, I had a few written down. I have, a, I have a funny one, and I have a serious one. Okay, go ahead and you can share both. So my serious one is Jake Arrieta and Pedro Stroke, two, yeah. two staple people yeah. for the, the Cubs. 
And the O's got Scott Feldman, shout out a Jew, and Steve, and and Steve Clevenger, who isn't even the best pitcher with the last name Clevenger that I know of. Or he's a catcher. He's sorry, a catcher. Um, that was just awful, awful trade by the Orioles. What's your other one? My funny one is the John Carlos Stanton trade, because. The the Marlins only got Starlin Castro and two prospects. I think Starlin Castro is a solid player. But including this year, John Carlos Stanton has nine years and 212 mil left on his contract. That is just a horrible contract. God, anytime you can take a shot at John Carlos Stanton. There, there are certain staples of this podcast. There's me taking shots at John Carlos Stanton. Our weekly complimentary of Jeff McNeil. Yeah, we haven't said uh, our compliments Jeff McNeil's yet. the best. Uh, are we going to tweet at Jeff? Jeff are we going to tweet at Jeff McNeil again this week? Uh, Art didn't tweet at him last week. I'm 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 kind of taking a Twitter hiatus, other than posting the show. I'm I'm, I'm giving myself it's, a social media. Art, you got to do two things. Yeah, post the show, and you got to send a tweet to Jeff yeah. McNeil. I got a tweet. I, we should all do it at the same time too, Dude. so I'll get like three notifications. Let's do it on. Um, we'll do it like Monday at like five o'clock p.m. All right, we'll we'll talk about it off air. Yeah. Um, speaking of yeah. guests, we're gonna give you guys at the end of the show. We have a special guest coming on next week. Um, second cloak, second best to Jeff McNeil. So hopefully, we can tell you that we'll have Jeff McNeil at some point. Um. All right. Uh, the other trade I have. Let me, let me give you guys a little background here, okay? The date is June 30th, 2016. Okay? The Marlins were 41-37 and 37 and held the National League wildcard spot, fielding one of the best recent teams in memory with Christian Yelich, John Carlos Stan, Marcelo Zuna, JT Real Muto, D. Gordon were all part of a lineup, and they had closers A.J. Ramos and setup man David Phelps. Things looked very well for that uh, that team. And right now, nobody uh, side ace Jose Fernandez could be trusted to sustain excellence down the stretch. So their answer was to acquire Padres closer Fernando Rodney. At this point of the trade, Fernando Rodney had 17 saves and a 0.31 ERA in 28 games, only allowing one earned run in nearly three months of action. At 39 years old, he was inducing more ground balls than ever, and his teammates were making routine plays behind him. Who was he traded for, you ask? <laughs> this little town eighth-round pick in the 2015 MLB draft, 20 years old, Chris Paddock. He, had threw, he allowed one hit in 15 innings while in low egg uh, Greensboro. He owned a supernatural 48-2 strikeout-to-walk rate at the time. Numerous trades had depleted the Marlins' farm system. The Anthony DiSclefani for Matt Latos and Andrew Haney for D. Gordon. They also traded away Andrew Haney, leaving few prospects who other teams were legitimately interested in. They thought they were selling high on Paddock, or perhaps it was desperation to end a 13-year playoff drought, but it clouded their judgment. So, Fernando Rodney straight up for Chris Paddock. There's your one of the worst trades of the last 10 years. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. 
Um, the Marlins also had Luis Castillo. I don't know if you guys I did know that. that. The Marlins have given away a lot of good starting pitching. And they gave yeah, Zach Gallon. Say that too. They, they uh, if I were teams, I would be looking at their minor league pitchers and I would be trying to acquire them. All right. Well, those were some bad trades. So don't be those teams. I played that to get to the uh, other music I'm looking for. And what game we have today? We have the feud. Yes. Art's first time into the fantasy baseball family feud. I guess it's Eric's first time in the fantasy baseball family feud. I'm your host, David. We have three categories today. May the best man Wait, win. David, can I ask, how did you get to Mega Man first before Family Feud? Uh, I just wanted to make sure we introduced the game music okay. first. Back to the Family Feud. <laughs> All right. We have standing at 5'10", 180 pounds, former football player, converted Jew. <laughs> Liz out in Frederick. Art <laughs> Torna Betty. <sighs> the crowd's going crazy. Wait, Art, you, you played football? Can I get your autograph? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to my And agent. we also have Eric Mendelson. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. So, do we know how the game works? You guys will buzz in each category. Whoever gets the higher thing for the category will get to go. They get three incorrect answers, and then the other person gets a chance to steal three categories. Whoever wins best of three will uh, win. We say we all name to, go. to buzz in. Yes, thank you. You're, say your name to buzz okay. in. Oh, this is this. Is, I watched so much family food, feud in college. You have we'll no see. chance there. Eric's trying to break the art. Uh, game winning streak here. All right. So our first question. Top six answers are on the board. Name me the top six players that had the highest batting average last year. Jeff McNeil. Oh, Eric, I mean. Eric, I, I will. I should discount you for that answer, but I will accept it. So your answer is Jeff McNeil? Yes. Okay. He is the sixth, number six. Art, you have a chance. Can you name someone that might be above him? Luis Arise. Oh, whoops. Uh, All right, Eric. You want to play or do you want to I pass? want to pass it. I did this strategy in football and it worked. All right, Art. The top uh, five answers are now on the board. Eric, guess the sixth player, Jeff McNeil, had a 318 batting average. Mm-hmm. Shout out Jeff McNeil. Um, Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich had a 329 batting average. He was number two or tied for number two. Um, shoot. Uh, five seconds. Oh my god! And Xander Bogarts. 
Yeah. All right. You got two more guesses. Uh, Devers. Raphael Devers. What's his name? Uh, Raphael Devers. <laughs> Is I think that right? I think you it's Devers. Devers. Yeah. Devers? Oh, okay. Raphael Devers. Do we see Raphael Devers? <clears throat> okay. Uh... Got one more, and then Eric can steal. Okay. <clears throat> Freddie Freeman. Do I see Freddie Freeman? No. That gets both. Okay, Eric, <laughs> to steal. Awful. Name me one of the remaining four players. Whit Merrifield. Is that your final yes. answer? Oh. Art wins the first category. Yes. I, I had another, Number I had five. another person to him to be mad if it was him. Number five, Anthony Rundone, 319 batting average. Number four, mm-hmm. DJ Lemay, oh, 327 batting average. <laughs> Is that your other one? DJ Lemay, 327 oh. batting average. Number three, Cattell Marte, 329 batting average. Oh, man. Number one, Tim Anderson, 335 batting average. All right. We move on to the next category. All right. Our next category, bases on balls. Who led the majors in bases on balls last year? Art. All right, Art. Mike Trout. Mike Trout is number three on the board with 110. Top six answers are on the board. Eric, can you name one higher? Uh, Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman is number one at 119. Eric, would you like to play or would you like uh, to pass? I'd like to play. All right. You named two of the six are on the board. Alex Bregman, number one with 119. Mike Trout with 110. So we're missing two, four, five, and six. Uh, Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo, going with the guy you do not like. I like Rizzo. Do we see Anthony Rizzo on the board? Mm. Guess another reason. All right. Guess another reason I shouldn't like Next him. One. Bryce one. Harper. Do I see Bryce Harper? Oh, my gosh. Wow. All right, you got another one more guess. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Reese Hoskins. I'm going to go with his teammate. Reese Hoskins. Do we see Reese Hoskins? Nice job. Reese Hoskins was number two at 116. So we're missing four, five, right. and six. We got the top three out of the way. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Do I see Paul Goldschmidt? All right, Art, you have a chance to steal four, five, or six. Carlos Santana. Locking that in. Absolutely. Carlos Santana. Ah, Art is correct. 
Carlos Santana was number five. He takes the category. Number four, or number six, Juan Soto, 105 walks. Number four, Yasmani Grandal, 109 walks. Just for fun, we're going to do the third category, doubles. Next category, doubles. Who hit the most doubles in Major League Baseball last year? Art. All right, Art. Rafael Devers. <laughs> I don't Deep know if Devers. that's an uh, actual Major League player. Rafael Devers is his name. Rafael Devers is the number two with 54 doubles. Eric, you can name the number one. You can, you can, uh, uh, hmm. Can't think of number one, but I feel like Cody Bellinger might be in there. Cody Bellinger is not one of them. Devers is number two. Art, would you like to play or pass? I'll All right. Four, you're missing the one, three, four, and five. No, Nick he is Castellanos. A Nick Castellanos, number one, with 58 doubles. Devers had 54, so you're missing three, four, and five. Oof. Oh, man. Um, okay. I'm going to go with Mookie Betts. Do I see Mookie Betts? Oh man. Um okay. Okay. Five seconds. DJ LeMayhew. Do I see DJ LeMayhew? All right, one more guess and then Eric can steal. Um Shoot. Uh, Cattell Marte. Do I see Cattell Marte? All right, Eric. You can steal and get back All in right. the game. There's two people I'm deciding between again. But I will do Jose Ramirez. Who is the With other Merrifield. one? You know what? I'll give you both because they're oh! both wrong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Number five, Corey Seager. Corey Seager, 44. What'd you say? In there? I-, I was literally waiting for one of you guys to say Rendon. Number four, Anthony Rendon with 44. Number three, Xander Bogarts with 52. Oh, I, I, I almost said All right, Bogarts. you know what, though? We're a, we're a fun game here. So, you know what we're going to go to for all the marbles? Final Jeopardy. Oh, two games in one. Final Jeopardy. <laughs> David, Final this is Jeopardy. Wheel of Fortune music. This is still family. When I say Final Jeopardy. We both messed up. Oh, God. I'm going to still do Final <laughs> Jeopardy to family feud. We're, we're combining games here. It's our game. Yeah. Okay. So. Whoever gets this question correct wins. Forget everything else. Everything's on the line. Mm-hmm. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Last year, the Major League Baseball stolen base leader was Malik Smith with 46. Who led the majors in caught stealing? 
and there's two answers. 30 seconds to think. 30 seconds to think. Victor Robles. Victor Robles. Art, give me your answer. I have no idea. Victor Robles sounds right to me. (laughs) I have no idea. You are both incorrect. We would have accepted Whit Merrifield or Ahmed Rosario. Both had 10 caught stealing. In the process that both got it wrong, we go with who won the first few categories. Art wins again. Yay! All right. Yeah, let's go with the crazy. pressure's building up, and then one day when I win, if he's not going to have to take it. <laughs> I don't, I'm not too worried about that at this point, Eric. You've been losing each time. You know, time if only them. fantasy baseball was happening so we could duke it out with the teams. Yeah, if only. Um, True story. All right, well, that's going to be the end of the podcast. Um, Next week, we have a special guest, Adam Azer of the Fantasy uh, Baseball Today podcast from CBS will be joining us for a segment. So please make sure you tune in. Um, Really nice guy. Uh, We've been talking a little bit over online. Um, Tune in. He's going to have some great insight. Um, I'm going to save what content we're going to give you guys for next week so you have to tune in. Again, if you have any questions that you would like for us to read on the show, uh, please send them in. Art, at again, he's at Art Tornabeni, Art underscore T underscore Z on Twitter, and Eric Mendelson E underscore Men underscore D. Um, you can find me at DMendio2. Guys, anything you want to say before we get off? I want to have our draft. Let's do it. Let's. You know let's what? We should do a mock draft, but it's entirely entirely at positions we're not at in our actual draft. We should just uh, start doing some mocks, which we will be doing mocks on the show. Those will be coming up um, to get our draft fix. Um, but until then, that's just a little sneak preview of shows to come. Uh, again, I'm David Mendelson. That's Art Tornabeni. That's Eric Mendelson. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Bye-bye. So we're going to move into our last segment. And you guys know what is coming. Here we go. We have our game. Mega Man. Uh, I knew you would know that, Eric. Of course.